listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Yeah. Excellent. No complaints. And you? I, I'm doing really well. Yeah. Nice. No, it's uh, the winter is warming up, which is weird. Like, I, li- I like winter. I yes, uh, so that makes one of us. Yeah, no, I know. Um, everybody that uh, has listened to at least uh, two episodes of this show has heard me complain about cold weather. <laughs> um, okay, but I have no complaints about today's show. No, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's yeah. an interesting um, a person with an interesting perspective who, who's done uh, some some very focused, built some really interesting and uh, and focused software that's. Uh, you know, in play in a lot of places in our industry. Yeah, and, and you know, as um, uh, obviously, uh, world of marketing and sales becoming uh, transformed digitally over the last number of years. We know um, it was easy to point to that, and, and but but there's the connectivity. Uh, often um, between the people on the ground and the people that make the stuff. Yep. Uh, sometimes it, like, there's a there's a there's a connectivity that doesn't kind of happen or translate. Yeah. Uh, as, as the digital transformation has been happening, so I think that's uh, really the focus of today. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah, I think that, you know often they're just, they're just not working in concert. You know, the manufacturers and their distributor slash dealer network. Yeah. You know, they're not necessarily. Uh, um, Providing the tools that each need to succeed. Well, it's hard to deliver a a, a truly unified customer experience across yeah. those uh, what can appear to be uh, kind of different silos, you know. And, Absolutely. And they don't always uh, 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 play completely well with with, with each other. So yeah. 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 So joining us today is Joshua Rich. Joshua is the president and CEO of Bullseye Software. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Joshua. Hey Jeff. Thank you. Hey Carmen. It's great to be here. It's great to have you on the show. Um, I, I, I also like winter, by the way. I'm in New Jersey. So, you know, we get uh, some winter. I don't know of any place that calls itself a garden state can lay claim to winter. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you a little bit. I, I, I have experienced a bit of winter in New Jersey. Well, we are Canada's ocean playground, and yet it's not all just beaches and warm weather. Yeah, everybody's ganging up on me today. No, no, it's not that. It's not, I, mean, it's I got Nova two Scotia. people that like winter. <laughs> uh, Joshua, tell us a, a, a bit about the company and, uh, and yourself, if you would. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, I'm the uh, founder and the CEO of uh, Bullseye Locations. Uh, the company was founded in, in 1998, so we've been around for, for quite a while um, and uh, have been doing uh, uh, locator technology since sort of the early days um, when we started with a downloadable product. Over the years, that's evolved to a, a cloud-based uh, product, um, and we serve over uh, 5,000 uh, customers right now uh, globally. Um, and, and, you know, we've seen a lot of different uh, implementations and uh, have really worked with all kinds of different companies uh, with all sorts of different business goals over, over the years. So, I mean, it, it sounds almost obvious, of course, once you say it, but, you know, it's, it's when people are, are seeking location information. It's when uh, you can uh, draw a bit of a point of connection between 
uh, a, say a manufacturer brand and a distributor or a dealer network. That's when the, um, you know, the, I guess both of those interests uh, are, are, are swimming in the same direction and, and have a, a shared interest in serving a customer that's uh, obviously at that point looking to buy. Um, uh, so, I mean, it's a, it must be a, interesting for you to have kind of seen the evolution of that and how the kind of attitudes around either sharing leads or transferring information, sharing information, et cetera, to kind of enable these tools and how that's kind of evolved over the years. Yep. Well, in the early days, uh, uh, a lot of uh, manufacturers just put up lists, right? Lists of locations. Um, they, they uh, you know, maybe had a phone number. Um, and certainly uh, the locators have evolved uh, considerably starting with that, you know, then you get into search capabilities and then mapping uh, was introduced. Uh, but what you're sort of looking at is the idea that, you know, you've got a customer who's, who's uh, sort of at a critical moment in the purchase process. They've, they've looked at your products, they've, they're, they've, they're ready to actually make a, a purchase. Um, and so when a manufacturer looks at it through through those lenses, it's really important to you know, make sure that that customer is connected to uh, the dealer um, or contractor, whoever it is that sort of the last mile is going to provide the, the delivery of, of that service. Um, and there are all sorts of components to making sure that that handoff is uh, is done correctly, you know, making sure that the customer you know, sort of knows who they're gonna gonna get, has a feel for the types of projects maybe that they've worked on that are relevant to the, to what they're looking for. Um, actually capturing that, uh, you know, request that information, tracking it, making sure that the dealer um, or contractor knows that that, uh, that lead came from you. That's a, you know, big challenge that, that, that we see because if, if that dealer doesn't know that that lead came from, you know, your manufacturing company, it's easy for them to, uh, you know, sell a competing product. You know, there, there's sort of that, that loyalty component that, that is, is, is really critical to making that handoff uh, work. And so over the years, we've seen, you know, more and more companies look at their, their locators as an opportunity to bridge that gap and make that connection point between the, the manufacturer and the uh, contractor dealer. Uh, distributor, whatever is sort of the third party um, who's going to sell that uh, product to to the customer. One of the uh, kind of kind of reverse sides of that accountability, I suppose, when we think about attribution, um, is that I, I find that these types of technologies can also help a manufacturer in some ways um, um, uh, manage the performance of their distributor or dealer network. To, to understand how you know, what percentage of leads are actually be follow, be, being followed up on, yep. uh, moving through the closed one, et cetera. As how much do you see it kind of operating in that reverse? In reverse, in the sense that uh, uh, the manufacturers is using that information to to drive. Um, the the uh, the dealer to sell their products. Well, more like, uh, of course, one way is uh, you know the 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 kind of natural flow of the technology is that we're trying to get customers to go from a manufacturer, or what have you, through to a contractor dealer, so that that lead can can be transferred to a to like to, like you say that last the last mile uh, of fulfillment. Um, uh, but of course, I, I think a free prize inside sometimes for the manufacturers they get the, a better glimpse into the, their dealer community. 
and the performance of uh, it. Yeah, and who, and who's actually following up on online leads versus who isn't, and things of that sort. I mean, I'm just curious. Have you have you seen that? Um, absolutely, we have. Um, you know, some of the things that that uh, the technology that's out there um, can pro- provide for is, you know, you can you can track a lead, you can see uh, how quickly a uh, a dealer followed up on a lead. Um, you you can obviously you know, also just sort of at a baseline, get reports on here, how many leads we provided for a particular uh, uh, dealer. Um, you know, your field reps can go out and can talk to those uh, those dealers and say, listen, this is what we're doing for you guys. Um, so so in terms of tracking responsiveness, in terms of tracking uh, the the close of sales, that's all data that, that now can start to flow back to the manufacturer so that they, they can see you know, sort of what is the ROI of the efforts they're putting into their, their website and driving traffic to their, their locator. One of the things that you mentioned a moment ago was, uh, you know, that the, the dealer knows who the lead came from so that they don't end up selling a competing product. Yeah. Um, do you find that, uh, you know, that the fact that they, that they know that that lead is coming from a specific manufacturer is is there any evidence that uh, that they do have that affinity for the brand that that actually sent them the lead? Uh, do you know like our, our uh, I suppose a lot of distributors would have more than more than one system that's feeding them leads for you know one from each brand. Yeah, of course. I really like where you're going with this question, Jeff, because you're kind of asking is the human um, desire for reciprocity and yeah. to be in balance is it. Does it actually drive uh, this? It does it work? Does it work? Yeah. yeah. Or is there or is there evidence of that work? Um, well, it 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 does work for sure. I mean, when you consider that a lead comes in, you know, uh, that that uh, lead that that request can be branded with the manufacturer's uh, information. Uh, the customer can get a confirmation back. So the correspondence then can all be sort of branded by the manufacturer. And so that that is going to influence, you know, the consumer purchase. Um, I think that it also works in concert with, uh, you know, sort of this this larger idea of of developing relationships with uh, with your your partners um, and and using the locator to support them and using the locator to as, as a component within a, a broader program to get them uh, to be more loyal and, and understand your products. So, so I think it goes with things like sales training. I think it goes with making sure that they have um, the correct collateral. I think that it, it goes with providing tools for them that help them make a better sale, whether that's uh, quoting tools or pricing tools. But there are a number of things that I think the manufacturer needs to do to support the relationship around uh, around the, the the partners and the uh, the the lead and the the you know the the <clears throat> the ability to to know where that lead came from is is a part of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, one of the great things that you hinted at there, though, is that you know obviously this is very much an omni-channel environment for you know for the manufacturers and and for the distributors that they're they're a part of that. Uh, of that system that helps get the manufacturer's product to market into the end customer. It, you know, one of the things that I've heard you talk about is, you know, the, the, the really big challenge here is how this integration of this tool um, is used in order to orchestrate the whole buyer's journey. And do you find that manufacturers 
um, as they're beginning to look at implementing a tool like this, that this is, you know, that, that this is part of a whole, they're not seeing this as kind of uh, solving all the, all the uh, distribution and lead handling problems, but it's part of a bigger process that they need to implement and, and understand. Well, I think it, it sort of fits in a overall marketing stack. Um, you know, there, there are components uh, in terms of, uh, of uh, marketing automation that can be integrated, um, you know, and, and sort of implementing uh, a, a advanced locator capability technology within uh, your marketing stack then allows you to leverage you know, data that you might be getting from other places on, on your website, for example, you might be getting, you know, activity uh, downloads of, of, of product information, um, being able to sort of integrate that into an ecosystem where that information can flow out to the to the dealers or the contractors to be able to um, to, to do a better job closing sales is, is a component of that. Um, <clears throat> being able to you know, offline those leads also so that manufacturers can start building direct relationships with with those those customers, making building, putting them in their sort of outbound marketing uh, campaigns, um, integrating with a, a system like HubSpot or, or a Salesforce, um, a, a CRM component can be a, a, a part of it. So so I think it's it is a part of I mean, it's sort of the tip of the iceberg is is, uh, you know, your basic locator functionality and and we see those sort of everywhere um but as you look beyond the the sort of basic functionality which is user does a search they get a list of locations and here's a phone number as you start to look at at the importance of your locator within your your whole digital marketing stack it becomes an opportunity to generate new traffic to your website generate new leads generate activity um, and push that that activity uh, down to the the salespeople or or your dealers. Um, another area that that I think it's important to consider is is just integration with remarketing capabilities. So if you're running you know Facebook campaigns or you're running uh, Google uh, you know remarketing campaigns, knowing that that uh, a particular uh, user has viewed a particular uh, location or dealer or contractor, knowing that they've looked at maybe a local page that, that uh, tells you about projects that, that they've worked on or reviews, all of that can then be factored into sort of remarketing and digital marketing uh, that, that can help play a role in, in uh, um, you know, Facebook campaigns or Google campaigns and, and so forth. So, so I think it is, it's, it's, you know, sort of on a digital platform, it's 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 a part of uh, lots of different components and can be integrated. And I think sort of at a more strategic level, it, it is sort of part of the relationship that you have with with your partners. It's a component that helps provide support for them. It's a, a component that helps sort of establish uh, the relationship and 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 helps communicate help, helps you know provide communication between those those two parties and and as you look at as manufacturers look at what can we do to really help our partners be successful whether that's just providing them leads or sort of doing more um, I mentioned training um, or you know bringing them to seminars teaching them how to operate their business then then they start to view you as a as a trusted partner who's really got their best interests in mind and that be i think becomes a, a com competitive advantage so so i think that's where it sort of fits in from a strategic perspective 
Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. Joshua, you, you, you kind of in, in, in kind of covering all of that off. I mean, you, you very detailed in terms of things like, things like site traffic information, pages that have been visited on the site, you know, and maybe intent data, uh, that's been harvested along the way of that buyer's journey, et cetera. Uh, even a CRM information that may detail, you know, previous sales activity uh, or approaches that uh, that that had that ended for some reason or another in a B two B sales environment. You can easily imagine the kind of uh, ecosystem, if you will, of data that would be available to the manufacturer. Um, and as a lead is uh, in some ways captured and transitioned. Uh, to a dealer or a distributor, uh, I guess I'm curious. Have you uh, have you seen um, how aggressive are you seeing manufacturers get in terms of how much uh, how how much they enrich that information? I mean, are they are they passing along that uh, site traffic information? Or are they passing along their CRM information to help uh, make that dealer sale more effective? Because um, uh, it would seem to me that there's some uh, boundaries there that maybe some people don't cross. Yeah. Um, well, I can say that that uh, it's it's really the most progressive companies that are that are sort of looking at integrating systems that way. And you know, there there's certainly uh, there there are privacy issues around you know how much you can share and what data you can share. Um, but I think in terms of uh, you know which which pages somebody has viewed on a website, which products they've looked at, being able to capture that and pass that along with the lead information um, is, is a really big opportunity that, uh, that, that uh, you know, not too many companies have started to look at. I have to wonder too, you know, because in that scenario, you, you, one of the things you talked about was the manufacturer can then, you know, enroll them in, uh, in a marketing automation program or something. So, you know, Effectively, the the lead is potentially being hit in a number of different locate in a number of different ways, right? So you know the dealer is going to reach out that hey, this you know this lead has approached us about product X Y Z, you know can you follow up and and try and close the sale? Meanwhile, that person's getting enrolled in a marketing automation campaign from the manufacturer perspective. I wonder, does it? Does it cause any confusion around like, you know, the manufacturer owns the customer, but the dealer owns the lead, you know, like, are there, are there uh, any potential pitfalls or best practices that you can think of in, in terms of uh, engaging from, from all directions? Yeah, how to navigate that so that yeah. it says it uh, all, all of a sudden end up being a bombardment. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, w what we've seen is that, uh, you know, manufacturers are going to take yeah, different approaches based on on their their goals. They're going to take different approaches based on their configuration of of salespeople. A lot of manufacturers really want to push that lead off to to uh, an independent uh, sales team. Um, and so, aside from you know sort of generally marketing stuff, they're they're not trying to close the sale. They're just trying to 
create an, a, uh, an environment uh, that, that is good for the, the, the customer and, and makes them feel good about the purchase. But I think it's the individual contractor dealer who's, who's going to follow up and, and close, close a sale. Um, I've also seen some companies that have sort of a hybrid, um, a hybrid sales force where they, they might have an in-house sales force um, or even direct locations. And then they've got a, a whole set of independent locations as, as well. And in, in that case, you know, they, the customers are segmented uh, based on, on who's, who's the nearest location, uh, based on who, you know, is a fit in terms of, uh, of the product match, that kind of thing. And, uh, and then in that case, you know, the ownership sort of get, gets split. Um, so I think that the answer to your question is really it depends on, on the, the manufacturer and, uh, you know, do they want to control the sale um, or do they want to hand that off to, to uh, uh, a contractor uh, dealer? But most, I think a lot of manufacturers don't have internal sales teams and, and that's sort of part of the, the, the crux of it. They, they might have uh, marketing teams or they might have a, a management infrastructure for sales but but uh, it's really the independent, in, you know, the, the on the ground dealers who are um, talking to the customers and, and closing the, those sales. Yeah, often there's just no infrastructure for dealing with customers. Yeah. I remember remember one conversation I had with the manufacturer. We were talking about the possibility of them standing up an e-com environment. And it all sounded completely obvious that you could do this. Until they said, oh, but wait a second, we'd have to start talking to customers. We have yeah. an old interface for that. We don't have that today. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you talk about digital transformation, I think for manufacturers, that's sort of the, the biggest change historically is, is that prior to uh, the, the, the web, they, they didn't have a customer facing front. Customers weren't going to the manufacturer's you know, plant and saying, "Hey, I'm interested in your product." And all of a sudden, the internet comes along, and they've they've got a, a presence that the consumer can actually um, go to their website and learn about their their product. But th they don't then have the ability, the infrastructure, to be able to close that sale, and they're reliant on on their uh, their their dealers and their distributors to to do that. So so the transformation then is all right. Well, how do we how do we do a better job integrating? How do we do a better job? You know, making those those partners feel like uh, they're a part of our organization and that they they want to sell our product and there's value to them, and we have a, a, a relationship, and that's that's I think been a, a gradual change that manufacturers have had to uh, to adopt. They they used to be they used to just you know create marketing material and ship their stuff to distributors and then the distributors would would sell it. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I uh, <laughs> some. I kind of I'm, I'm intrigued by problems where the you know where where the the previous difficulties have kind of flipped on their head and i'll tell you what i mean like, there was time when we think about what we're talking about here you know dynamic location uh, uh providing dynamic location information integrating all the crm data site traffic data all that i mean there was a time when that just what technically wouldn't have been possible yeah. or, you know it'd be very hard to to figure figure that out well now we live in a world where that's incredibly possible but what is the tougher thing to change is the human side of it mm. right it's, it seems to me that it all boils down to uh, changing those business relationships and those um 
uh, whether it's a, a corporate policy to retain certain information or hold it close to the chest or just the it's not even policy it's more like just the inclination right it's just like we don't share at that level Mm-mm. we don't cooperate like businesses don't cooperate at that level yeah they're not used to doing it well and their systems don't necessarily even though it's yes it's easier now to have location and have all of these different online distribution platforms these systems don't necessarily all talk to each other either but they can yeah it's just it's, the hardest thing seems to me to be the decision to do it yeah uh and, and to you know with, with all the big hairy problems that come along with making that decision mm-hmm. i understand yeah, well, there's learning the technology. There's the required follow-up. It's it's you know potentially, you know, staffing to support uh, programs like that. And even though there, there's long-term value, there's there's sort of a commitment in terms of, you know, well, we need to hire, uh, you know, somebody who who runs our our premier partner program, for example, or we need to hire somebody who, you know, is dedicated to uh, to channel relationships in a digital environment. And those are specializations that that are sort of all all new. Um, I think I see that as being a, a big hurdle. I, I think that that uh, manufacturers tend to have the they're they're still sort of in the old school mentality of, you know, we make the product and somebody else sells it, and 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 uh, they uh, they don't really see the the, the need uh, to spend effort and resources building out the relationships that they have with uh, with their their partners they're 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 not sort of in that business but i can say that there are a few companies that are doing a great job with that and and they have a huge competitive advantage when it comes to uh, uh, dealers who want to sell their products how are you seeing this come to life um beside a uh, so on a manufacturer site you may have a dealer locator um but you may also have at this point, you know, a, a manufacturer e-commerce platform. So you can purchase the product directly. Maybe we can direct you to the, you know, maybe there's inventory information. We can say we can find it nearest you. Are, are you finding that those two kinds of systems are are, are cohabitating well? Or, or are is there, you know, a concern at the dealer level about uh, the manufacturer poaching the, the sale with their own e-com implementation? Yeah, well, that that uh, has affected all industries, right? It's it's any anybody who sells through channels. Um, we we had, had, were doing a lot of work in the travel industry for a while, and and that was a big problem that, that they were worried about. Um, but I I think that they have to co-mingle to answer your question. Um, and the companies that do that well are going to be the ones that are successful. This is all boils down to, you know, giving the user. The, the the option and, and giving them the best solution for them and and sometimes a, the best solution is you know here's a, a link to an e-commerce you know you go and, and just buy this and sometimes it's it's you know a product that needs support it's a product that needs uh, you know service and training and and somebody who's going to handhold the customer and give them the the, uh, the 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 white glove treatment that that they need and and I think both have to to sort of coexist. So as a manufacturer, you need to look at uh, you know how you're how you're handling that. Um, there there's e-commerce at the manufacturer level. There's also e-commerce at the partner level, right? So so you've got sort of those those two equations um, at the manufacturer's level. 
I think the manufacturers, you know, if they're going to start to go into e-commerce, do need to think about, all right, well, how are we doing product fulfillment? You know, and, and there's sort of a bunch of logistic components that, that comes along with that. Um, I would like to see, um, you know, if you've got uh, partners that have e-commerce actually being able to, to pull that back into the manufacturer site. And, you know, so consumer has the option at that point of, I can go to the, the this this location and I can buy that way, or I can order the product and I know that it's going to be in, in the store and shipped to the store. Looking into the future, yeah, yeah. And I I think you know as we as we wrap up here that 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 was going to be my next question. You know, what, where, where do you see this going? Like, what's next? Is it really this you know this true deeper integration, CRMs, marketing automation, inventory? you know, ERP, Ecom, all of that, or, or is there something else on the horizon that has you excited? Um, well, I, I think that we're going to see a continual, continual progression toward that um, in integrated uh, ecosystem. Um, and it's going to be built on, uh, you know, the exchange of information and, and the, the ability to exchange information uh, quickly and, and the sort of quality of, of that information. So, so we look at you know, you've got a lead, it's a piece of information. So, so manufacturers providing some information to the, the dealer contractor, here's a lead, you know, the manufacturer wants to know, all right, well, how quickly did you follow up? What's the status of, of this information? Um, and, and so that begins to sort of form this, this dialogue uh, between the, the, uh, the manufacturer and, and the, the dealer contractor. Um, and so when you start to look at sort of the future, I think you're going to see more and more integrated workflows. Manufacturers are going to have a uh, promotion that they want to offer and, and they'll put it out to uh, dealers who can participate just by clicking on a, a link and saying, hey, I want to participate. And then there's sort of this whole automated piece that flows behind that where, you know, the, there's a promotional website that, that gets created, the, the contractor's already built into that, the leads are flowing into the system. Um, even on a, a locator listing, you show that, okay, there's, there's a promotion going on and you can redeem that at, at this uh, contractor or whatever. Um, and so there are a number of these sort of workflow opportunities that, that I think are important to connect and make sure that, that the data is flowing in, in both directions. Um, so, so a big one actually is getting inventory information back to the manufacturers because they, they have very little insight right now into that. And that, that becomes very important in terms of communicating to the customer, you know, not just here are stores where potentially you can buy this product, but here are stores who actually have your product in your selected color or size or whatever the attributes are. Um, but again, it's just a, a, it's an exchange of information. And, and so I think it's removing the friction between that exchange of information and, and all parties are going to benefit from that. Joshua, I really want to thank you for your insight on this today. It's been a fascinating discussion and uh, I know our audience will find it valuable. Thanks. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Carmen. It's great talking to you guys. Yeah. You guys always ask great questions, by the way. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.